Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times, and we are back with Doug Dial, a good friend of mine and fellow author. And uh, those of you that have been listening to our other podcast with Wayne Williams talking about the 60s and the 70s of the Jesus Movement, and uh, I know so, so many of you have enjoyed those. Uh, so we're going to chat a little bit with Doug about those times as well, being that he's a uh, young man but still remembers those days. So, Doug, what are some of the things that you experienced as you were seeing people change incredible ways? I mean, people were changing, and, and, and it wasn't like it was just in the church and in the church service, but it was outside. It was in the streets, uh, in all kinds of places you wouldn't imagine. And what's some of the experiences you had in your early days, either B.C. or right after you got saved? In the summer of 72... This is back in my hometown now in Presque Isle. Uh, three or four, uh, two or three actually, um, uh, young people from the church had a vision to start a coffee house, lighthouse ministry, outreach. So they rented a small building strategically placed between the pool hall and the bowling alley where all of us long hairs hung out uh, hours on end, days on end, weeks on end. And we'd pass by, and here they were, always smiling, always uh, encouraging, always friendly, never a judgmental uh, tone in them. And if we dared, we stepped in, a step foot inside this lighthouse to see what was going on. And I, I specifically, clearly remember asking them question after question after question. If there's a God, why this? If he loves me, why that? And I walked in there sometimes straight, sometimes not so straight, and they just loved me and answered my questions and cared for me, and they, um, they, they, they lived a lifestyle that blew me away because they were so straight. They, were just, they didn't need any extra uh, uh, um, curriculum to, to get them to, to, to enjoy life. They were just totally filled with Jesus. There was a lot of extra stuff going on in those days, too, wasn't there? <laughs> seemed like it was around every corner, um, you know, a way to get high, a way to escape from this and that. And the other thing, uh, whether it was drugs or alcohol, whatever, you know, the choice was. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, there came this other choice, and this Jesus choice, uh, which was kind of different in the sense that it wasn't just always coming from some preacher or some priest or somebody behind a, a pulpit, but it was coming from people on the street. And uh, I can remember so much of that uh, all along the shore here, especially, you know, on the beach and people talking about Jesus like he was walking down the road. Uh, really different, really different times. I recall um, same summer, 72, uh, we attended a Jethro Tull concert in Bangor, they had the concerts in Bangor because there nothing north of there had anything that could hold a large crowd, and <clears throat> it was gayous. It was it was happy. It was uh, they had the big large balloons bouncing from tier to tier, and I was sitting there, peace child, all hippied up, all all you know had my all the answers. I was just so full of, um, um, I, I it seemed like I had the answers. It seemed like I had joy. And during the concert, I specifically remember 
people reaching out to the balloons, instead of tapping them, they popped them. And when the balloon popped, something said to me, whoa, they don't have it. There's no peace there. I saw anger. I saw hatred. I saw violence. When my mind flashed back to the people of this lighthouse, that was true joy. That was true peace. So the questions were rising. And I, I, I could see, looking back now, I can see how God was preparing my heart. When he had me flat on my back, when I realized there was nothing else I could do, I couldn't walk. I had to relearn how to walk. Fractured pelvis is a big deal. As I lay there, I remember saying, God, I desperately need you. And nothing happened at that second, that moment. But in a few weeks' time, God's love began to pour into me. I, I, I let go of the past. I let go of, of the, old, uh, the old ways and, and, and just allowed God to do something in my life. That's awesome. Those seeds that were planted, you know, that's what uh, some of us need to remember. You know, uh, as Christians, if we're, you know, sharing our faith with someone or someone's seeing our life uh, lived out and, and we don't see what we want to see uh, results, uh, we have to remember times like that, where we both had, where seeds were planted in our lives. We didn't react to them necessarily, you know, or what knew, knew what to do with them, but they got tucked away. And, and like you said, they're laying there. Uh, and that pain and after that terrible accident, you know, those seeds were there. And you had something to reach out to because you had seen it. You know, you hadn't experienced, experienced it for yourself, but yet you saw it lived out in front of you and you knew that it existed. That's, uh, that's powerful stuff. Coming out of, you know, the rock scene, playing the clubs in the, in the city and up and down the shore. And, you know, when I gave my heart to Christ, you know, I... It was like, all of a sudden, it was a new music. And, and it wasn't, the, you know, the big pipe organ and all that. It was, there was this music, this new life was coming out. And all these, um, you know, people were making records and, and you know, former long-haired hippie freaks like, like ourselves. And, and now they're singing about Jesus, but they're still singing you know, with the rock and roll flavor. And I, I, that was, to me, was a big piece of of that whole movement as well, don't you think? Reality is um, is is beyond words. Um, we used to say, you know, so and so turned me onto drugs. Whoa, man! Like wow! Like 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 you know, I got my stuff together now. I'm, I'm like, you know, you'd feel so um, cool is the word we always used back then. Uh, I flipped my long hair and 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 just ready to rock and roll, literally. But like you say, when you ask the Lord to come into your life, colors become much brighter. The music wasn't just hard rock anymore with with let's just get higher and higher. It had meaning. It had purpose now. You were now turned on to a, a, a reality like, wait a minute, this is far beyond my best LSD trip, and not all of them were good. Some of those were some bad days. But now it's like, wow, it's not just in my head. There's somebody in my soul, in my very being. Jesus Christ now lives inside of me, and th this is wild. And we did, man. We went nuts. 
We had street meetings on the streets of Presque Isle and the surrounding towns. We'd do weekends. We would put a piano in the back of someone's pickup truck with a generator for the microphones and the power, and we'd, we'd drive around different towns in the county. We'd have a street meeting. We'd sing. We'd have testimonies. We'd talk about Jesus. We, we would just, you get so excited. You really finally found reality, and you, you got to tell people. Yeah, awesome stuff. You know, the story, um, the stories of the New Testament just seem to come alive. You know, it was like, it wasn't just like, oh, this is like old history, you know, old school stuff and blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden it was, you know, the book of Acts was living out in front of you. And you go into these services, these small little churches and people be all over sitting around their jeans and, you know, girls coming in anyway and guys coming in anyway and and God was just welcoming them in and, and changing. There was a powerful change. And I think that's the thing that that people need to remember today is that it's not like I'm putting Jesus on and he's just going to ride with all the other junk I got. But there's a moment, right? There's that moment you're face to face. And uh, you're never the same after the fa- that face-to-face with him, you know. Salvation is uh, completely life-changing. Again, it's not, okay, now I memorize a new creed. I'm good. Let's get on with this thing. Like you said, no, 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 no. When Jesus comes on board, if he truly comes into a heart and a life that, that, that asks him to, say, God, forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. When he comes in, he radically changes it's not a matter of stopping smoking or stopping this or that because the preacher or pastor said to. No, 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 no. Jesus comes in there and he begins to clean house and there's no room for that. You're so excited and so filled with him, his presence, his joy, all of his gifts. You don't need the other stuff. It's true. And it's something that I hope those of you that are listening out there have had that experience and, uh, can walk and know that God is the God of miracles and a new life. Doug, it's been a pleasure. So glad to have you with us. And uh, maybe we'll have you back again when you crank out that next book. And uh, look for the books by Doug Dial on Amazon, and you will enjoy every single one of them. God bless. It's Russ Galsall Chronicles of the End Times. Until next time, keep looking up.